0: Heyo, it's Achiko and Debbie in the building.
1: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Business Key podcast with your host Achiko and Debbie. So in today's podcast we'll be speaking about some news in the world of sport with regards to Tiger Woods and also going through some of the biggest sports endorsements in history. Over to you, Achiko.
0: So yesterday it was announced that Tiger Woods and Nike ended their 27-year partnership together. Oh, wow! So Tiger Woods, the famous golf player, so he signed a 14 million, five-year contract with Nike to, when he turned professional as a 20-year-old in 1996. Wow, that's a huge amount of money. Yeah. At the time. Yeah, and and yeah, that's 14 million in 1996. So imagine like, mm. that's in 1996. Imagine what that would be worth today. Right. And then it all became one of the most lucrative partnerships in sports history, as Woods dominated the world of golf for more than a decade to put him second on the list of the men's major championships.
1: Yeah, it's really significant because I remember in particular, there was a time where Tiger Woods had some scandals and I think at the time it was quite notable that a lot of his other that a lot of the other brands that were endorsing him began to pull out. But Knight quite famously stood by him and continued to endorse him even though he was going through some some issues publicly. I don't know if you remember that.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know they did that. I thought they, they pulled out as well. So they actually stayed with him. Yeah.
1: Through. I think Nike are actually known for standing by athletes, I guess, for as long as they can, you know, before they distance themselves. But yeah, they stood by him. I think that was quite famous. So it's quite interesting that they've had this sort of very long partnership and that it's suddenly come to an end.
0: I think it was, yeah, some personal issues, isn't it? I think. Yeah. At the time, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because they, yeah, they, don't, they don't usually do that. So that. But I suppose he was the number one at the time, wasn't he? And I think he did go on to win other championships as well, didn't he? So.
1: Yeah, and apparently during the partnership, the impact of their partnership was that there was a huge increase in the sale of Nike golf balls. It was quite interesting because I think, you know, golf had for a long time been seen as maybe quite a bit of an elitist sport. And I think Tiger Woods being part of it kind of opened it up to like a new audience. And as you can see, it really resulted in like... Huge, like good profits for Nike in terms of like the number of you know accessories and golf goods and golf wear that was actually
0: sold. So it's quite interesting. Maybe that might be part of the reason why they find it difficult to kind of sever the ties because yeah, I guess if he's like the face of the if he's kind of like the, maybe the face of of golf yeah in a sense and and there's not that many people of color. There's not like they can drop him and get right. somebody else. Because I think he's. I think is he still the only one or? <laughs> so he's the most he might, famous anyway he's yeah. the most famous
1: yeah apparently there's some research that found that between two, the year 2000 and 2010 Nike actually recovered 57% of its 181 million dollar investment in Tiger Woods just from the sale of golf balls alone
0: really
1: yeah which is incredible because wow. then you have that benefit of I mean him wearing Nike apparel would be that sort of advertising of Nike particularly for those that are interested in Nike in, in golf sorry and then they've actually made a lot of their money back through the actual sales of their merchandise. Just
0: from golf balls? Yeah. What, yeah. Else, are they, what else were they selling?
1: I'm assuming they were selling, you know, maybe um, golf gloves, um, just other golf accessories, and then, of course, the clothes as well. The shirts, hats, sweatbands, trousers, etc. So, yeah, they would actually have made a lot of money, of their money back from the investment, which is quite interesting.
0: So it's chicken change then, in the end. Because if they can make all that from just golf balls, then, yeah. Because imagine the clubs, imagine there's clubs as well, no? Yeah, because I know the clubs are super expensive.
1: Yeah, exactly. Golf bags as well. So, yeah, but um, yeah, super interesting. And I think that brings us on to our next point, which we wanted to look at some of the largest sport endorsements in history. So, I have a list here. I've got a list of of 10. This comes from pitch.com. So, I don't think you've looked at the list, Ochiko. I
0: have not, no.
1: Yeah, so I thought maybe you can have a guess. So, there's 10 top sports names on the list can you have a hazard a guess that some of the names that might be on the list let's see if you're right
0: list for sorry
1: so this is the list of the biggest in terms of monetary value sports endorsements people that have played professional sports who have been endorsed by brands primarily um Nike and Adidas uh also Under Armour as well and so it's looking at um the value so is this one
0: everything or is this one just Nike
1: no, this is not just Nike. This is Nike, Adidas. Oh, okay, so okay, so this, this is, is Nike... this
0: is sports people around the world.
1: Yeah, sports people around the world.
0: Okay, so I would expect Cristiano Ronaldo to be on that list.
1: Yep, correct. So he's number two on the list.
0: Uh, Lionel Messi?
1: Yes, Lionel Messi's on the list. actually number four.
0: Number four, interesting. Yeah. I would expect LeBron James to be on the list.
1: Yep, definitely LeBron James on the list. He's number three.
0: Number three.
1: Can you guess the number one?
0: Uh, Is it MJ? It's got to be Michael Jordan, Yes,
1: yes, of course, of course. So what some would say is the GOAT. Michael Jordan is definitely number one on the list. So let's go through. So this is according to pitch.com. They have estimated that the value of Michael Jordan's deal with Nike, of course, he has the Air Jordan brand, which is hugely popular, um, is actually worth $1.3 billion. Wowza. Yeah. And I think, do you know the story of, of their partnership and how they initially got together? No. Yeah so actually there is a film actually that came out not too long ago called Air and I think that talks about the partnership and how that came about but I believe that at the time Nike was still pretty much an up-and-coming company they had been trading for a number of years but they weren't that huge when it comes to sport which is mind-boggling to think about Nike not being a huge name in sport right it's quite I mean, bizarre because I think for most of our lives, like Nike has been associated with sport, but at the time they weren't. And Michael Jordan was this huge prospect. He was very, very talented, you know, very successful uh, in terms of, you know, how amazing he was at basketball. And I think at the time, the leading sports brand for basketball was actually Converse, believe it or not. In what terms of NBA,
0: b- oh, M- NBA, Converse.
1: In terms of Ooh. NBA, I think Michael, uh, Magic Johnson signed a deal. For a couple of hundred thousand with Converse, and at the time it was seen as, you know, huge. So when Michael Jordan did his deal with Nike, I think Nike at the time didn't have that money that they could, uh, they didn't have the same level of money as Converse to offer Michael Jordan and other Nike athletes. So what they did was they offered Michael Jordan a stake.
0: So they oh, said... So that's why they offered yes. him a the stake. Yeah,
1: because they didn't have the money at the time. They were still oh, an up-and-coming com- company. And Michael Jordan effectively kind of took a took a risk by partnering with Nike an And up and coming company So he took a mistake I why they gave
0: him Where they give him a, I need to give him a mistake But I didn't know how that happened Or yeah. why they gave him a mistake
1: Yeah so that's how it came about And uh, so I think the first shoe Was their Air Jordan And it was huge And not just that, that At the time I think it, They had certain colours On the shoes And I think at the time Athletes were supposed to wear You know uh, Trainers that Matched with the uniforms. I think he was supposed to wear sort of plain, maybe plain white sneakers. So he got a fine each time he wore the Air Jordans, and Nike paid the fine off.
0: Yeah, and I think they kept on paying it because they kept on getting lots of publicity. Because every time yeah. he wore it, it would be in the papers, and so yeah, on. it would so be in the had, papers. Yeah, so it was yeah. So actually great advertisement. It them. was a like, great
1: advertisement. Yeah, yeah, and obviously people tend to love things that are a bit rebellious. That tends to be what what wins a lot of the time. Things that are a bit, you know raging against the machine as it as it were to speak so you know i think that also added to the notoriety and then of course with michael jordan being the superstar that he was that made it even better and funnily enough i mean since he retired i think he retired years ago in the early 2000s The air jordan has continued to be incredibly popular so yeah it
0: seems like some kind of like people are collecting it and stuff yes yeah a lot of
1: people collect the the jordans different colorways and yeah, I mean, it's been hugely lucrative for Michael Jordan. Yeah. And, it, you know, having a stake, having some royalties was a game changer, you know, for Michael Jordan. So yes, you're right. He's number one. So let's go through some of the other people on the list. So we had Cristiano Ronaldo, who has a deal with Nike. And apparently the value of that deal is actually $1 billion. Wow. Yeah, which is huge because... Um, Phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. But of course, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is considered one of the, the best football players in the world. And football is a global sport. So not too surprising.
0: Yeah, but even so, that's 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 yeah, that's incredible money. But does he have a stake?
1: Interestingly enough, he actually signed a lifetime deal with Nike, and he was apparently the third person to do so after Michael Jordan and LeBron James. So I think in order to get him to that lifetime deal, they would have had to put up a lot of money. That's what it seems like in order to secure this lifetime deal with Cristiano Ronaldo.
0: Interesting. But I heard, I heard something like just from the royalties alone. Let me, let me actually, let me find it. Yeah, so they're saying in Office Sports the website is saying that Michael Jordan was paid two hundred and fifty six million from Nike in twenty twenty two alone. Oh wow! Bearing in mind, this is somebody that this is somebody that um retired what twenty years ago. Yeah, two hundred and fifty six million from Nike in twenty twenty two, and to put that in context, in twenty twenty three, the highest paid player was Cristiano Ronaldo. He had one hundred and thirty six million for the year. Lano Messi was second with 130 million. So that means Michael Jordan has got paid 100 million more than Cristiano Ronaldo and he's not even playing. Like, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. So, it's, yeah, he's making incredible money from Jordan. So, yeah, what a deal. Great deal.
1: Yeah, huge deal. So, number three on the list was LeBron James with Nike. Again, the value is $1 billion.
0: With LeBron James, yeah. that I imagine he will... I think he's got his own shoe, right, as well? Yeah,
1: LeBron he definitely James. has. Yeah, he has his own shoe.
0: Yeah and uh yeah and he continues i mean he's is he 38 39 now yeah 39 39 and he still continues to perform brilliantly at his age which is which is fantastic oh because he's got a lifetime contract yeah which is bizarre what does that even mean so they get paid every year i think
1: it just means that lives. yeah it's like an exclusive an exclusivity deal isn't it so he'll partner with nike oh i see promote nike for the rest of his life i guess or maybe
0: until his 60s oh i see um, interesting yeah so I guess that that secures their retirement as well. That means when they retired, they've also got yeah. that that money there. That's interesting coming in. That's a good, yeah. that's a good package.
1: So fourth on the list is Lionel Messi with Adidas. Again, his contract
0: is reportedly
1: estimated to be worth one billion dollars as well.
0: Again, phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then moving on to tennis now. So Roger Federer and Uniqlo, they had a deal valued at $300 million.
0: Okay, so this is significantly less than the other ones. So it wasn't, was and that's tennis, isn't it? And, mm. you know, Roger Federer, you know, as a tennis player, legend even, he was, you know, brilliant for many, many years. And, you know, I think he had his line, didn't he? I think he had maybe like a blazer. I remember he was always with a blazer. Oh, and he had right. an RF mm. brand line, which, was, actually looked, which actually looked pretty good as well. So.
1: Interestingly enough, Roger Federer allegedly said that Nike wouldn't support him towards the end of his career. And I guess that's why he then signed a deal
0: with Uniqlo. That must be a new thing. Him changes to Uniqlo, no?
1: Yeah. Yeah, presumably clothing and other things. And therefore, then he moved to Uniqlo for 300 million, which is quite interesting because I don't actually associate Uniqlo with professional athletes. So perhaps this is them foraying into professional sports, hence why they're willing to um, give a significant contract to an athlete towards the end of their career. Mm. So I'll just run through the rest of the top 10. So number six, we had Rory McIlroy, who's also a golf player, with Nike, uh, with a contract reportedly worth $250 million. Then we had Steph Curry, who's an NBA player, with a deal with Under Armour, reportedly worth $215 million. Then we have Derek Rose, who's an NBA player as well, with a deal with Adidas, reportedly worth $185 million. David Beckham, former football player. The deal with Adidas reportedly worth one hundred and sixty million dollars, and the last in the list was Tiger Woods, which we mentioned at the start of the program.
0: I think what's interesting as well is that in terms of the sports that that they're doing, so that tends, you know, heavy dominated by football, basketball, um, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, and NF, no NFL players on that list.
0: No NFL players, yeah, which is interesting. One tennis player, but no other tennis players. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it's certainly clearly it pays to be, you know, the top of your top of your game on these uh, on these sports. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so it's interesting when we we ran through the list and we talked about Roger Federer. Also, Steph Curry was on the list as well, an NBA player. Well, it seems as though Roger Federer had an issue with Nike. Funnily enough, it seems as though Steph Curry also had an issue with Nike. So, as you can tell from the list, a lot of NBA players tend to favour uh, Nike because they have a long association with some of the greatest players of the sport. Um, and Steph Curry, when he was coming up and people were touting him as a you know also a great young player. He apparently had a meeting with Nike, and everybody thought he would definitely sign a an endorsement deal with Nike. But apparently, when he went to the meeting, they sort of they didn't bring the top executives. Apparently, they brought sort of like a, you know some assistants, some very junior people to the team to the meeting, and they didn't know how to pronounce his name properly. It didn't what, see. What so his name is Stephen Curry. They apparently call him Stephen,
0: <laughs>
1: which I mean implies that yeah. they hadn't really watched any of his games. Because if you'd watch any of his games, you would hear the, the even the announcers, you know, pronounce his name, and it seemed as though from their meeting or meetings with Nike, him and his, you know, his family, his representatives felt as though Nike didn't really have a genuine interest in him. That he it was just sort of like a path of the course. It was just formulaic, and therefore they decided instead to take a risk and partner up with Under Armour, who at the time weren't really sponsoring that many professional athletes. So he signed an endorsement deal with them and I think he also took some equity in the company as well. Oh
0: did he? I, didn't know I that. believe he did, yeah. Interesting.
1: And um and this was, you know, this was seen as a huge deal because after he signed with Under Armour, I believe over the next few years he won, you know, many NBA championships. He was MVP of the league, most valuable player of the league. So he had huge publicity, which also helped Under Armour and it would have been huge for Nike to have, you know, another great as part of their roster, but they essentially fumbled the bag. Essentially, um so yeah, it just goes to show that anyone can get it wrong.
0: No, I think I, I think they're touching on a great point as well because I think at that time as well, it wasn't like also like Steph, Steph Curry was like the full package as well. It wasn't just on the court as well. It was also off the court as well. He had a you know a lovely wife, had you know lovely children, so he had like that full family image going on off the court. But then on the court, he was you know playing brilliantly, and he wasn't that tall. I think it was like six foot, maybe six foot one, six foot two, something like that. He's not the tallest. He's not the quickest. He's not the fastest. He's not the strongest, and he still managed to make it as MVP. So it was also that fantastic fantastic story kind of where maybe people might be thinking, you know, they could do it too, or they can do anything that they, you know, put their mind to as well. So he also had that fantastic sort of underdog sort of energy going on in terms of you know him not being maybe the best physically, but you know he was still able to make it as one of the best, which is it's just a fantastic story. Um, in general so that was also that was also brilliant as well so in terms of story wise that was really brilliant for the brand and then i think in terms of you know um and then under armor in general at that time you also had they were sponsoring anthony joshua at that time a British boxer, and he you know became heavyweight champion as well and he was sponsored by under armor so there was quite a few under armor athletes that were like popping up at, at similar times so that really you know was a big win for under armor at that time so Yeah, it's um, definitely one missed for Nike. Yeah. And I think, you know, back to what you were saying in terms of that meeting that they had, where they, you know, brought back, brought the lower executives. So probably at that time, they wasn't, you know, really taking it as... Because I suppose at that time, they had so many, you know, endorsements that were given to so many people that, you know, I imagine there's probably some that they prioritised rather than others. But with this one, it sounded like, yeah, they haven't really done their research as much as they, they they should have done. So, yeah it's definitely something a learning for the future but i think in general i think it's you know interesting to see how you know under armor really took advantage of that at the time and you know and i suppose it's a good one for steph curry as well because he's made a lot of money from the contract so yeah good on him
1: okay so thank you guys for listening let us know if there's anyone on who was on that top 10 list that you were surprised about let us know your comments and your thoughts and your feedback you can find us on tiktok and on instagram at business key pod And we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.
0: Bye.